0: Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art heals, connects, and galvanizes. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Jen Alley, who is a dedicated money and business coach who supports creative and holistic entrepreneurs to create thriving businesses. She teaches prosperity mindset, marketing, sales, and financial tools in ways that are soul aligned, practical, intuitive, and fun. Her TEDx talk, Harness Creativity as Your Greatest Business Asset, was among the 10% of TEDx talks chosen from TED.com. She geeks out on art, wellness, business, and houseplants, which is pretty much the entire reason I brought Jen on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jen, thank you so much for being here today. Truly, truly. I'm delighted. It's so
1: great to be here and connect.
0: Yeah, we were just talking. It's been a minute. But we also, I think, realized that like the pandemic world has just done what it's done, right? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. And we can all kind of pick back up where we left off in some ways, which is good. Yeah. (laughs) And one of the things that actually we did right at the beginning of the pandemic, which was so fun, and I think is a fun springboard to kind of hear what you've done since then was, we did kind of a collaborative workshop for the local entrepreneurial group, Mountain Biz Works. And I kind of brought my psychology mindset and you brought your prosperity mindset. And we talked about money and mindset. And I just, I don't know, I feel like you and I could probably be locked in a room for (laughs) decades, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, I just think it's really fun. And I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about what has been up for you since then in the last, you know, what, almost two years now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so one major shift that's happened since before the pandemic was that, you know, I had a jewelry design business that I had Mm -hmm. for nine years and I decided to close that in 2020. So by the end of 2020, I sold all the assets of the business and completed with that so that I can do the coaching full-time. So I'm super delighted to have had that experience and to have uh, moved into doing coaching full-time and more, more freedom virtually. So that's really fun for me. And I imagine too, for you, part of
0: why you have the niche that you do in coaching and working with creatives and holistic entrepreneurs is because of your experience. So how did you even get into being a business owner in jewelry and then identifying your coach skills. Cause that's a, that's a journey that all of us have to take, right?
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I was I've been a coach since 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I was an English instructor and teacher for a long time. And then I was a business, a life coach in general. Um, And then I had a few different businesses doing freelance stuff and um, uh, professional organizing and life coaching. And uh, I ended up, Filing bankruptcy from really digging a hole too deeply and Mm. being too optimistic about business and not actually doing my due diligence around numbers and business in general and just kind of like being overly optimistic. So I learned a lot the hard way and then I got some really good training, uh, took a break from business for a while. And then when I moved to Asheville about 10 years ago, I dove in or actually more like. Longer now, um, <laughs> pandemic life, world again. Life, just right? Add
0: a couple years to everything, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: um, and I, I started the jewelry business, and I was really, really determined to make it work. And I learned a ton from what I didn't want to do before. Got the right support, including marketing support, and was really clear with my numbers. Didn't go into debt, and I was able to bootstrap the business and learn a ton about a product-based business, about having a creative-based business, about my own creativity. Mm -hmm. And I was learned to apply a perspective to business that's really seeing it as a creative process and not this thing that I didn't relate to that was more linear and more building focused and, you know, the things that I resisted and didn't identify with. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was huge to start again in a way that was more aligned for me um and then i just kept hearing artists talk about like just i would hear a lot of you know starving artist concepts and like Mm -hmm. you know all these things and i would just as a life coach i was just like noticing the back of my head i was feeling like frustrated and a little bit angry and i was like oh i've heard that your passion is what you know makes you angry so i was like oh okay and so i started coaching again and supporting creatives to be able to shift their mindset and to see possibility. And actually create business strategies and tools and practices that would build a business instead of getting stuck in a scarcity mindset. And so Mm. now that's who I help. And it's, you know, the businesses I've had, I've had holistic and creative businesses. And those are the people I relate to the most and love to help the most and I think can benefit the most from my, my work and my perspective.
0: Mm, man, I mean, that's like a two minute monarch of a, of a story about failure and success equally. And I'm just so grateful that those of us who've been through these experiences, right, I didn't declare bankruptcy, but I was certainly really close with my event production company, mm-hmm. because I came from the world of trying, I didn't come from the world of knowledge and experience. And there's mm-hmm. so many of us in that bucket and category. And what I heard you mention, was the pivot for you to be able to look at business differently, right? I get it. There's limiting beliefs all over, and some of them are true. Sure, patriarchy has certainly made capitalism work for the white man more than other people. Like there's there's logistical conversations we can pull out and say, yes, I see there are difficulties for you and your business to get around it. But a true entrepreneur knows that it's really our responsibility to break that mold, get around it or do something. And those of us like you and I who work with those populations run into that pretty much every day, I would imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I just want to like a limiting team belief versus a challenge or different too. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's that growth
0: mindset that really, again, allows you to say, I can be an entrepreneur. And it doesn't mean that, you know, product-based businesses or something that exists is better or worse than something that's new or different or more difficult. It means that each one has merit and each one deserves to be pulled apart from the individual leader's perspective, from who's in charge of that business.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one of the things too, when I was working on my TED Talk was I really got in touch with how creatives are prime for business, because yeah. business is a lot about innovation and and creating. You know, it's all about creating something new that hasn't existed before in the form that we each have to express in the world. Um, when, especially when it's craft-based or holistic and it's healing, it's about our journey and our expression. And so, you know, we are, we are so primed for it. It's just mm. a matter of overcoming – for me, it was a matter of overcoming my resistance to business, marketing, sales, numbers, yeah. spreadsheets, you know, all the realities that I had to face and deal with and ultimately embrace and totally now geek out on um, <laughs> because I see them as such powerful tools,
0: And there's flexibility, right? Okay. Say if you're really not a spreadsheet person, most things can also be done in a Word doc form, can also be done on a whiteboard, can also be done in sticky notes, right? There's there's flexibility that, again, you're saying creatives get to look at it. But one of the things that I think is one of the biggest impediments, and you correct me if you're wrong, because again, we do a lot of the similar work, is I think that artists and creatives think that they don't need to understand the frameworks to make business successful and or they're so appalled by how people have manipulated business to their advantage that they just bucket entirely. And the frameworks are just that. They're just the building blocks, right? You go to professional school to learn how to play music or dance or to get you know, your graphic design degree or all these things. But you won't necessarily go take a business class. You won't necessarily, you know, like that's where I think the shift is when those people are willing to look at themselves as business owners and learn what they don't know. I see exponential growth. What's your
1: your take on that? Yes, absolutely. And I I do think that it is challenging for some creatives to go into an environment that's not conducive to their values or learning style. So if they're going to go to like a mainstream business class that doesn't align for them, it might turn them off more instead of actually helping them move toward it. So that's why I think it's important to find somebody like you or I or somebody else who has an experience of business that they resonate with or finding somebody who they have a, who has an experience and, and perspective that they resonate with they get excited about it. They get excited about learning about business, about marketing, about sales. And, you know, and for, for me, a lot of my work too, is about healing. The perceptions of sales like really and, and money you yes. know like money and I've done a lot of work with money and money is um you know the I love this idea that you know money is not evil it's actually having more money just makes you more of who you already are it doesn't make you greedy it doesn't make you evil and I think people are afraid of it and you know having sales skills doesn't make you sleazy if if they're the right aligned sales skills it helps you help people get what they want right you know you're not trying to sell something to somebody who doesn't want what you have you only want to sell it to somebody who does want it and it's just a matter of figuring out who that is you know
0: yeah and i think in so many ways you know i was talking to Dwayne adams at the you know the ab tech small business center and we really geek out sort of on this new wave of business education that's coming out which is exactly what you're saying it's not saying oh my gosh, you didn't set it up this way. You're a failure or, oh, you'll never be successful because you want to do a healing business or you want to give back part of your money to the community or things that I had business coaches look at me and be like, what are you talking about? Right? What Mm -hmm. you're, you're crazy. And I was like, wait, what? I can't build a business I'm happy about. And that feels fulfilling for me too. And the new, the new conversation is, You can construct whatever wealth and abundance and success looks like for you. And currently, money is one of the largest tools that will bring you to the wealth and abundance, right? But the conversation isn't about the dollar in your pocket, right? It's about the value you place on the service or product that you have and knowing that as artists and creatives, we are and have always been the change makers,
1: and mm-hmm. we're, need- we're needed, <laughs>
0: especially right now, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I think for a lot of us artists and creatives and holistic people who are more sensitive in general, that if we try to do something that's completely misaligned for us, it won't work that way anyway. Yeah. And so it's a matter of saying, okay, like I know I can't do it this way. And a a colleague of mine who um, had a brother has a brother who's like this big time coach. I kept on putting his pressure on himself to like do it those ways but he Mm -hmm. was like, wait, he's like, I'm going to make a list of all things I'm not willing to do. Yeah. And then he got clear on what he was willing to do. And sometimes, you know, that means digging into different options to learn things that you didn't know you didn't know about business and how things can be done. Well, and one of the things
0: that I noticed too for businesses in general, but artists, as you said, are sort of prime in some ways, part of making business decisions is really grounding out knowing who you are and then therefore who your business is. And that's done through work like core values and mission and vision. And it's so funny because even when I first started and I was learning those things, I was like, how much can this really help a business? And now it's one of the first things that I'm like, if we don't have clear values, we have no tool to make really clear decisions moving forward, right? So artists and creatives, we live by those values. So if you're anchoring in and you really know those values, making decisions on what type of marketing tools you will or won't work, or what type of copy you will or won't use, and actually the words you put out there in the world can easily be different than the way a car salesman would do it, which is the traditional sleazy, you know, perspective of sales
1: sometimes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes. And again, it's unfair to even judge one industry that way. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's one of the examples that I think people can usually really relate to.
1: Right, right. And, you know, I actually had a really, really good uh, experience buying a car years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy knew better what I wanted. And I was very much happier because he it was it's a it was a brilliant experience, actually, you know. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to um, to to value what we're selling and to trust that it's valuable. And then to think about like, OK, who who how do I. this value out into the world how do i get people to find it you know um i had this client at one point she said that when we talked about her marketing she's like you know i feel like my marketing strategy has been kind of like putting a car for sale at the end of a road and putting a sign on it then turning it backwards (laughs) um and it's like yeah if people can't if if, if nobody can see what you're doing that's one thing but if like if the right people can't see it consistently and it's not connecting to what people actually want, like marketing can be complicated, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it, but it's also intriguing and interesting and fun, you know? And I just wanna go back to, um, you know, this this idea of uh, creating and, you know, Coming from where we're coming from as artists and creatives and entrepreneurs, is you know like the word freedom is such a core value for so mm-hmm. many of my clients and for myself. And my definition of prosperity is is really having the freedom to create my life and yeah. to live it, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and and I feel like that's what a lot of people want. And and I think that sometimes we go into this high pressure. Um, over, cons- over consumer, like I have to be a billionaire, or I'm not successful, or I have to make right. six figures, or I'm not successful. And th- those are not necessarily our heart's desires, right. you know, and when people sometimes look at a vision, and they have a vision that is that big kind of thing. And then they're like, well, wait, wait a second. And I asked them, okay, imagine your life when you're at that point, and you've created it. And what does it feel like, you know, yeah. Because really, coming from this future vision of your life and what it feels like is really important. Like, how do you feel free in your body and your nervous system? Mm. And if it's working and running a million dollar, billion dollar company, okay, great. But if it's not, what does it look like? And how do you give yourself permission to create what you want for your vision in your own time and your own pace? Because there's also, So much pressure in some ways to like hurry up, you know, and it it takes time, and it it you know and it can be streamlined and faster when you have support and you have the resources you need, of course, and you know, and you can leverage things. But um, it always takes time, you know, and marketing is a constant experiment. I don't care how much money you have. (laughs) Oh, my God,
0: the people who just have a lot of money can experiment easier, analyze the data faster and tweak it. Right. That's Mm -hmm. really the difference. And man, you just you've hit on so many amazing points. But I really feel like that discussing the fact that marketing is really about putting someone who has a need or needs to feel or express something, or there's a timely, you know, it's winter and I need a coat, whatever, any one of those tools. And offering that in the right way, right? When I need a car, I want a good car salesman too. And I want them to know what I don't know. That mm-hmm. is the point. And yeah. so really understanding that, again, sales is about connecting directly and intrinsically with people. And that's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Artists, we want to connect. Like even if we're introverted and in our basements doing alone, we want to evoke feeling. We want to inspire. Mm-hmm. And and true marketing actually does that in the most beautiful way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: In my in my TED talk, I taught one of my most fame most popular um, frames. I reframe business as I reframe money as a tool for freedom and mm-hmm. generosity, or something like that. And that's a good one too. Um, mm-hmm. And I reframe sales as service and connection. And I reframe marketing as visibility and education.
0: Yeah. Ooh, and even the visibility. inspiration.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. The
0: visibility combo is so clear because it's so easy to be like, wow, no one likes my stuff. But if, if you're not looking at your optics, right, you're posting one post every month on Instagram, and you have five followers, like what? How, how can you make the assumption no one likes you, right? That's not even enough data to like, decide right. the truth. And so yeah, part of those limiting beliefs is being willing to look through them, understand where your own cognitive dissonance or where your own societal limiting beliefs or your family are really standing in your way. And like you said, too, using the sense of feeling. Because if we say a million dollars equals success, you're likely going to get there and still feel empty. If you say... Wealth and abundance means I get to travel. I get to go out to dinner when I want. I get to treat my grandkids with what you know, whatever the finite feelings of love and joy and support. Then when it shows up, it actually doesn't matter whether it's $100,000 or a million dollars because you've mm-hmm. achieved that level of peace and happiness or joy or whatever you're looking for.
1: Yeah, it's never about the exact number, you know. Um, (laughs) What a learned skill we
0: have. And, you know, we'll also say as goal setters, right, having hard facts and numbers can be really valuable when you're walking towards things too, right? Setting some concrete goals works in tandem with that visioning.
1: Yeah, and knowing where you're at exactly too is huge, you know. And that's that's really about the relationship with money and having that relationship and, you know, habits around money and all those things so that it's not something – like I used to do where it was just something I did bare minimum with. You right. know? And um, felt
0: resentful about it too. Oh yeah. Know?
1: And totally resisted it all the time yeah. instead of like cultivating a relationship and connecting with it, you know? Um, and you know, one of those things I want to mention when you're talking about limiting beliefs or like fear, you know, um, you know, the, 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 we talked about failure is like one of the things that people don't talk about much is fear of success hmm. And, and that's why I feel like the vision has to be super aligned because, you know, I, when with my jewelry business, for example, um, I wanted to be successful and I wanted to have my my jewelry in stores and, you know, like, ha- you know, have a nice studio and you know make a living. And and at the same time, like when I got to the point where I was doing all those things, it was um, it was almost too much. Like I, I was like, well, I'm not made to do this much of this kind of work. Right. You know? right. And so it was like, oh, OK, really tuning in to like, OK, do you really want to make those many that many of those things, you know, mm. or how would you do that in a way that's, you know. And what a
0: perfect segue, because we're going to have to wrap up and I'd love for you to let people know how can they work with you now, right? What are the ways that they can work with you, learn from you, learn about the products and services you you offer at this moment? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So my website is jenalycoaching.com coaching.com or you can just Google me J-E-N-A-L-Y Jen Ailey. And um, yeah, you'll find my website, and there are w- upcoming workshops, upcoming courses. There's a mon- my money course is coming up. There are products on my website you can buy for different courses, including marketing. Um, and so yeah, so absolutely, that's the best place to access me. And then I'm business coach for creatives on Instagram.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we could, again, like talk for days and days and days. So (laughs) I hope every artist and creative out there got something valuable for today. Yeah, Jen, really, thank you so much for being here.
1: My delight. Thank you. Yeah. And as always,
0: this is Art Heroes with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please connect by visiting bizradio.us or on Instagram or the web at arthero.biz. We would love to hear your show suggestions or, of course, any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.